Welcome to Grounding Grief, a podcast dedicated to talking about grief. I'm Ann Beach, your host. I am always interested in feedback as well as looking for new people to tell their stories. I'd like to encourage you to let me know your thoughts by leaving a review or emailing me at ann at groundinggrief.com. We experience grief from events in so many circumstances. I began this podcast because I believe talking about grief can help normalize it. It can help us learn how to better comfort those in its grip and prepare us to find grounding in grief when it visits us. Not all events that lead to grief are equal. Each inroad to it is unique, yet the emotional toll is universal. Sometimes it comes crashing through the gates, knocking down doors, and smashing its way into our tranquility. Other times, it dispatches a courier to announce its arrival, along with its intention to hang around as a long-term guest with repeated disruptions. Regardless of its entryway, until grief visits us, we can only imagine a vague sense of its grip. We've been taught to show up, offer a meal, or express condolences, but we're uncertain how we would feel if we were in their shoes, while at the same time feeling relieved we are not. We find ourselves perplexed by the paralysis grief induces in previously vibrant, energetic people. It is uncomfortable to witness their being reduced to mere shadows of their former selves, so often shattered, acting lost, or in a fog. We search for what to say. We want to comfort them, and we also yearn for them to be restored to who they were before. As we set out to console them, we find ourselves searching for reassurances from them that in time, all will be well, return to how it was before. A reassurance they cannot give. As time passes, we look for the signs that they've healed, that things are back to normal. But grief is sneaky. As Isabel stated in episode two, Motherhood, you don't cure grief. You don't solve it. It is you. It is an expression of your love. You can't grieve what you did not love or long to love. It's true. Grief remains and becomes a part of who you are. At least that has been true for me. Each year, As summer wanes and September approaches, I find myself at an emotional crossroads. Victoria was born at the end of September, and so when nine years ago I faced that first birthday without her alive, I wrote, September is a time of renewal, at least that is how I think of it as each new school year begins. I've also come to think of September as Victoria's month. Victoria returned to school 20 of her 26 years and would have done so again this fall, but for her untimely death. As the weeks since her death have passed, I wondered how I could face her 27th birthday, how I could lessen the pain. For the first time, I cannot call her to wish her well, to hear her voice, to simply listen to her tell me the events of her day or her plans going forward. But I can remember and I do. Mostly, I remember all the things she taught me. And on this first anniversary of her birth without her here, she continues to teach me. She still listens, although the infrequent hmms and mms are heard in my mind, not through my ears. She left enough, 
We have her art and writings. We know her interests and her passions. She has taught me what it is to love someone beyond this life, and that although she was here for a short while, she had a huge and positive effect on people. She left a legacy of kindness and good deeds that those who die much older often cannot claim. So today, the 27th anniversary of her birth, I celebrate her life by remembering an incredibly rare and wonderful being. In the ensuing nine years, so much has happened. September has given me another anniversary to grieve. On September 16th, five years ago, my younger sister Ellen died by suicide. And yet, September has its joys. This year, on September 6th, my husband and I celebrate our 37th anniversary and how grateful I am to still be together. Each person interviewed in prior episodes talked about needing to sit in their grief before they found their own language to talk about it. They shared various strategies to help make grief gentler, from spiritual practices and rituals, walking in nature or with one's dog, to creative practices like writing in journals or poetry, or seeking professional help through therapy. Conversations with loved ones became important, but as Stefan said, Only when you are ready. That is very important. So what has helped them most before they were ready? Strategies such as establishing boundaries or learning to hold oneself when others simply were unavailable to help, as well as sitting and watching others live their lives, help nudge them, if not to a point of thriving, then to at least surviving. What seemed to universally help them the most was to be listened to or simply sat with as they learned to process the reality of their circumstances and the enormity of their emotions. Recently, a friend of mine who is not much older than Victoria visited me with her three young children to deliver a book. Our friendship developed many years ago while we worked together raising money for patient care and cancer research. I attended her wedding less than a month before Victoria was killed. She learned of Victoria's death mid-flight on her move to the West Coast. The Friday after we had held Victoria's funeral service, she returned east to complete the finishing touches on that move. Rather than list all the things she had to do in that short visit, she called and told me she had time on Friday and would like to pay me a visit. I will never forget how she sat by me on my front steps for hours and let me just talk, and how gently, tenderly, she listened. And so, when I opened the gift she brought, I was not surprised to find a children's book written by Corey Dorfeld, entitled, The Rabbit Listened. The Rabbit Listened by Corey Dorfeld. One day, Taylor decided to build something, something new, something special, something amazing. Taylor was so proud. But then, out of nowhere, things came crashing down. The chicken was the first to notice. Cluck, cluck, what a shame. I'm so sorry this has happened. Let's talk, talk, talk about it. Cluck, cluck. But Taylor didn't feel like talking, so the chicken left. Next came the bear. Grrr. 
How horrible. I bet you feel so angry. Let's shout about it. But Taylor didn't feel like shouting, so the bear left. The elephant knew just what to do. I can fix this. We just need to remember exactly the way things were. But Taylor didn't feel like remembering. So the elephant also left. One by one they came. The hyena, ha <laughs> let's laugh about it. The ostrich, gulp, let's hide and pretend nothing happened. The kangaroo, tisk tisk, what a mess, let's just throw it all away. And the snake, shh, let's go knock down someone else's. But Taylor didn't feel like doing anything with anybody. So eventually, they all left until Taylor was alone. In the quiet, Taylor didn't even notice the rabbit. But it moved closer and closer until Taylor could feel its warm body. Together they sat in silence until Taylor said, Please stay with me. The rabbit listened. The rabbit listened as Taylor talked. The rabbit listened as Taylor shouted. The rabbit listened as Taylor remembered and laughed. The rabbit listened to Taylor's plans to hide, to throw everything away, to ruin things for someone else. Through it all, the rabbit never left. And when the time was right, the rabbit listened to Taylor's plans to build again. I can't wait, Taylor said. It's going to be amazing. If you liked this episode of Grounding Grief, please follow us or write a review. You can email me at annann at groundinggrief.com to join the conversation by letting me know your grief story. And thank you for listening to this episode.